Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is episode 34 of Robots on Typewriters. Yeah. And uh, Robots on Typewriters? What is that thing? I think it's my turn to say. Um, yeah, it is. Robots on Typewriters is a podcast where each week we uh, we talk about the kinds of funny and creative things that people use computers and AI to make. And uh, yeah, so we do that with two segments, our first being our zesty hat, where one of us brings something to the table that's interesting that we found recently or something new that has come about in this kind of field. And then and we have our trashy toy where we play a game using um, that kind of stuff as well. Of, and we uh, create some interesting, funny stuff of our own. And I am actually going to kick off this week with the zesty hat because it is my turn. And I am incredibly lucky to have the zesty hat this week because we got our first real email from a listener. And oh my. yeah, and so this listener, this is not the hat is not just that we got an email. Um, the, <laughs> Man, that would really be something. <laughs> the though it should be, um, we got we got an email from listener Flotsam, and um, Flotsam actually provided us with some prime zesty hat material, which we are incredibly grateful for. Flotsam wrote to tell us about. The Clickatron, which I had never heard of, and I believe you had not either, correct? I had not. So yeah, this was this was fantastic. Um, Clickatron is a it's a website that um, I will just read you the about on Clickatron. All articles on Clickatron are written by a recurrent neural network, a technology from artificial re- intelligence research that is well suited to generating text. They and this um, this website, as far as we can tell, started in 2015 and hasn't posted anything since around the middle of 2016. So it's kind of, it kind of predates some of the stuff that uh, we usually talk about by a couple of years. Um, and what it is, is it generates uh, kind of clickbaity titles in the kind of in the way that clickhold parodies that kind of uh, clickbait article title, um, but it's entirely written by neural network. Yeah, so each um, each article has its own little clickbaity title. A picture, which I believe is somehow selected by a neural network or something like that. Let me, I'll look into that in a, in a second. But and then it has a kind of little blurb of an article that is written by a neural network as well. And even better than all that, there is a, a WordPress article from the blog of the creator whose name is Lar Edness, where he kind of completely lays out in detail how and why he made this blog, which is um, which is awesome. There's kind of a lot of a lot of stuff that I don't really understand, uh, like the fact that he used the network was trained with something called the Atom Optimizer. Do you have any idea what this is? I kind of tried to read yes, about it indeed, a little I bit. Do. But, oh wow, tell a- me about Adam it. Atom optimizers. Whenever you use a neural network, you need an optimizer to when the neural net kind of minimizes loss the way I know you're most familiar with text gen RNN and it shows you your mm-hmm. loss function. The basic idea of a neural network is to minimize the difference between what it's predicting or what it's outputting and with actual examples. And to minimize loss, you need an algorithm that optimizes, that 
tries to minimize that loss most efficiently. Um, for a long time, those optimizers are, I mean, not not that long of a time because neural networks haven't been around that long, but for quite a while, they used um, kind of the same statistical methods that statisticians have been doing by computer and by hand for quite a long time. And then in, I think, 2012 or 2013, there was a stat slash computer science thesis paper called the Atom Optimizer. It stands for something. It's beyond my pay grade. But the <laughs> idea was that the Atom Optimizer is a really good for neural okay. networks to uh, minimize loss as quickly as possible. Okay. So a lot of kind of modern neural networks use Atom as their optimizer because it's good. Okay. Well, awesome. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. That's basically what he says about it. He's like, I this network was trained with the Atom Optimizer, and it's great. Uh, yeah. So he also references um, Char R N Char. Is it Char N N or Char? Yeah, it's Char R N N. I guess. Wait, is it Char N N? Is there an R in there? It is Char R N N. It is Char R N N. Um, so it's he based this neural network off of Char N N N, which he I believe is used before but modified it to be more of a word rnn so it predicts word by word kind of in the fashion of a markov chain i would think which kind of um also led me to question like um botnik keyboards function off of markov chains correct yeah yep i would say this is not so different than having a uh, a botnik keyboard with no one at the wheel um but right. it's not a true markov chain it's different algorithms but uh, they're getting at the same function here. Okay, okay, that that was my question. Also, so cool. So, um, let me let's let's read some of these. So, the website also is um, it's kind of structured in the kind of like upvoting style. It's like um, there uh, people could you know upvote or downvote them. So there's kind of a uh, top stories, and so I'll read you the three top stories, and then maybe we'll scroll through some some others. So, first top story is. New president is, quote, hours away from royal pregnancy. <laughs> uh, and uh, the picture is kind of of an illustrate, like a, I don't know what time period this is. It looks kind of like mid, oof, I'm not even going to try to say a century, but it's an old painting of like a prince looking kind of guy. Um, and the article reads, Learn about the New York Times political system that is built in the high road with co-written by Paul Bush and the president on how early the region is and the future of the oil used in Japan. In a surprise letter to Senate Will Smith on March 18th, <laughs> the Obama administration made a point of putting private information in an address to the U.S. Men's Democratic Party that was expected to attack free trade and it would raise U.S. among other states. Very good. So, yeah, the, the articles read like, I would say pretty decently, a kind of some run-on sentences, but th there's definitely some solid ideas there that are evoked. Next uh, top article: How the world's most extreme baby moms lost weight, <laughs> and it happens to be a picture of some very bored-looking people in like I don't know Congress in like 1955. It's what it looks like. Yep, that looks right to me. <laughs> uh, Chris Brown is now back on the market and out with his ex-girlfriend. She may be an NBA star. Chef Mark Ooh. and <laughs> Chef Mark and a green way to get awesome food is just as delicious as it seems. Very good. And then uh, this one, uh, you can. This is clearly clearly dated. Uh, John McCain speaks out in his in his own words 
R.I.P. Uh, stocks low. Uh, the, oh, the the picture is like a kind of old line drawing of I don't know, like Genghis Khan and some other people. Uh, stocks lower on Monday as the S&P is able to raise up as well as the number of Americans who appeared in court. With a 7% increase in the end of American history, the Chinese tax security, the, sorry, the Christian tax security report was one of the most fresh tech problems of all time. <laughs> Days after a deadly fire in the early Florida made, oh, in the early Florida made city, an officer arrived home from school. Aw. <laughs> so, well, um, I'm going to read some of my favorite headlines. Yeah, please. I'm going to skip over the, the bodies of the stories, but we can speculate. Uh Anderson Cooper to leave NBA in May. <laughs> and the picture is some crusty looking guy that is definitely not Anderson Cooper. Man, I don't even remember days before Anderson Cooper was out of the NBA. Yeah, I can't remember him joining, but he's yeah. already gone as quick as he arrived. <laughs> Obama has more surgery, more Xbox One coming. <laughs> is that one headline? That is one headline. <laughs> That implies that last time Obama had surgery, the Xbox One kind of resulted from it all. Yeah. <laughs> this one's just world's most dangerous plane. Oh, no. It's coming. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what is so dangerous about this plane, but it's coming. <laughs> I also I also really like uh, Miley Cyrus turns 13. <laughs> that is a good one. I like the one just below it. A tour of the future of hot dogs in the United States. <laughs> I would certainly read that dogs. article. <laughs> yeah, that's Clickatron. It's pretty good, yeah. like we said. It's uh, It seems to be a bit of an abandoned project. And yeah. It's unclear if there is kind of more to see than the one page of it, but it's really cool. I wish it still lived on today. Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely that commend if... the author for writing all of like, the how it's made kind of stuff that oh my god is so much. definitely yeah. our kind of thing i wish yeah. everything we ever looked at on this site had even half the depth this thing has yeah if you're interested in in um how this thing was made definitely go check out that uh check out that article we'll be linking clickatron in the in the episode description and all that um yeah it, even if you're not super into the technical part most yeah. of the time but you find this stuff pretty interesting i would definitely recommend this this write-up as like a introduction to how some of this stuff works the author yeah. really kind of walks through every part of it it's really cool yeah he not only talks about how he made it but kind of like why he wanted to and then how the you know process resulted and uh the different kinds of things he did to make this project a reality it's it's a it's a very good article and yeah we we really do wish like everybody did this all the time because it gives us so much information about how this stuff is made and um how to talk about it kind of it, it helps me a lot with how to talk about it because i have such a limited vocabulary and it really helps me grow my understanding of this kind of stuff so yeah big big props to um creators who explain the process it's big gans great big gans to um that's that's our unit on this show for that's our uh, absolute unit that's our that's our uh, merit that we give big gans um so yeah and also thank you to flotsam for sending that in and, and uh sending us an email we super appreciate that and now you know if you send us something we might talk about it, and I'm sure that's what you've been waiting for. Yeah, um, we might even talk about it on the podcast. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we were we were very excited by that email. So if you want to make our day, you you know what to do. So yeah, that's that's me hat. Yeah, very very zesty, very nice hat. The first yeah. ever uh, delivery hat, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I got it on a post hats hat. Nice. <laughs> I was wondering which. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Throw that hat into the fridge. Maybe eat some a uh, little later on this evening. <laughs> as we move on to the trashy toy. I constantly almost, like, when I do the hat and then I'm done with, like, I don't need my computer anymore, I almost just close it without Throw your computer across would... the room. <laughs> yeah, without thinking that it would just hang up the call. Well, I'm glad you stayed on the call because <laughs> this week's trashy toy is Oscar season. And I have Ooh. an RNN full of Oscar noms. That's perfect. This is very timely. I love... I, I, you know, I was just going to say I love award season, but I honestly don't get that invested in it at all. I just like the idea of it. I like the idea. <laughs> yeah, that I like there that we take time to pat the backs of the celebrities that we spend all year patting the backs exactly, of. Exactly, exactly. For this RNN Oscars, I've prepared three uh, little text gen RNNs. One trained on just movie titles, one trained on director, comma, movie title, and one trained on actor or actress name, comma, role, comma, movie title. <laughs> so we'll do five categories, the, uh, or six categories, I suppose, the six major Oscar categories. That's supporting actor, supporting actress, lead actor, lead actress, director, and then we will conclude with best picture. Beautiful. So, well, and we're going to be making uh, predictions here, I suppose, right? Or yeah, I mean, yeah, the Oscars hasn't occurred yet, so I'm going to read you the nominees. I'll give you five nominees per category. Okay. And we'll talk through uh, some of these star-making roles and blockbuster performances. Awesome. I love it. I'm highly, very excited. So, first off, let me find for you five Best Supporting Actor nominations. And by find, you mean just read the list straight off Oscar. Yeah, let me find for you the five people who are on this list. Uh, First off, Jack Nicholson as Carrie Stevens in Mm -hmm. The Post Girl. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite um, male delivery vehicle of the year. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) delivered by a male playing a female. Uh Uh-huh. Next up was... Ronald Jose Jones as Ooh. Max Coink in Transom Comes Out of the Gunt. <laughs> I would, it is at this moment I realize I need you to write these down because they disappear oh. when I generate All new right. ones. Okay. This is Ronald, and then in quotes, Jose Jones <laughs> as Max Coink in Transom Comes Out of the Gunt. All right. That was more of like an art house movie. I don't think many people even saw yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't quite like, you know, Jack, I feel like every year now Jack Nicholson's doing the whole like, oh, this might be his last movie. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like this might be the last time he plays a woman in a movie about mail <laughs> delivery. <laughs> yeah. I actually did see Transom Comes Out of the Gunt because um, 
uh, uh, you know, as we know, as audio amateurs, uh, Transom is a fantastic uh, site for audio production resources and help. And um, this uh, was, what do they call biopics that aren't about one person? Um, it was a movie about, the, it was kind of like the social network, but about the creation of Transom. And it was captivating. It was phenomenal. I loved it. But yeah, I don't know how popular it's going to be with, you know, people out of the audio industry, unlike ourselves. Yeah, it's going to be, it, it's going to really have to impress the critics since there yeah. aren't too many normies that watch that one. Yeah. Anyway, what else? Robert Davis as Howard King in The Man of England. And I think the plot of that movie was Howard King realizes that he is descended from royalty and he will be the new king. <laughs> Thus, and that's why his the last man name of England. Is king. Yeah, he was he was given away as a baby by the king, and they were like, "What name will we give this child to secure his identity forever, so that no one will ever find out?" And they gave him King. The king was like, "How about King?" Or I mean, actually, I I'm sorry, I've been misspeaking this entire time. Obviously, it was Queen Elizabeth, and so she was like, "Ooh, I know how to throw him off. Say he was king." Because yeah, I'm if they queen. named him, you know, Howard Queen, he would have known who his true exactly. mother was. But yeah. naming him Howard King definitely threw him off. Exactly. Who would have think? Uh, next up, your fourth nominee is Gene Hayet as Sleuth in <laughs> in Magnificent Gans, Rose. <laughs> Oh, oh my god yeah this was a great year in movies for us it's like some it's almost like somebody asked our opinion on what to make movies on this year yeah this was a movie all about gans it was a yeah that and, one was uh, even there's even a comma there so it's magnificent magnificent gans comma rose <laughs> 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 yeah and uh and uh gene hayat played a uh, uh, really so so this was a um it was a movie that it was kind of like um inside out in a way the pixar movie inside out where rose is the she's kind of like the the researcher the 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 tech researcher doing work on all these gans and she's kind of named them all and they all have they all kind of come to life in her mind and have all of these distinct personalities and uh the one that really stole the show was sleuth played by uh gene hyatt and uh yeah it was it was it was phenomenal it was charming it was emotional it was funny I loved it. I'm, I yeah, I'm so glad it. we're finally getting movies about Gans. Yeah, where's the Gan representation? Right here, honestly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know though if Hollywood is ready to reward Gan movies oh, like no. that. I, I can't imagine this one will win, but one day, just blazing the trail. And your final nomination is Ronald Mann. It's just man with one N, so it might be Ronald Mann. Like it's a superhero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronald Mann as John Beatty in Jay Jokey. Jay Jokey. So yeah, it was uh the the a uh, rare comedy nomination for uh for the the best actor in is this just best actor? Yeah, I think the uh yeah, I think the lead actor in Jay Jokey was Adam Sandler as Jay Jokey, like right, a, a yeah. hacky terrible comedian. 
Right, right. But and, Ronald uh, Man kind of saved this in his yeah. kind of star-making performance, I would think. Right. He played the the manager of, of Jay Jokey, um, who kind of set him on the right track when his life spiraled. Uh, and yeah, he was extremely compelling and honestly more funny than Jay Jokey himself, but kind of in a, in a heartfelt, uh, dismal way. Yeah, this is one of those movies where it got like 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, but like it would have gotten a zero if Ronald Mann wasn't there. Exactly. Yeah. So that definitely can understand why he got the nom. So, uh, so who do you think is gonna win it? I, I mean, I don't know who's gonna win, but I'm really hoping that uh, Magnificent Gans Rose gets yeah. the recognition it deserves, and I, Gene yeah. Hyatt gets I, the win. I just know that it's not gonna happen. Like, you know, I have hope that. Things are going to change in the next couple of years, but it's just not going to happen yet. We're, the, the Academy's not ready. The world's not ready. It, it, it'll, this is just the beginning. I don't think she's going to get the win, but I, I can see it going to... Um, so the post girl was good, but it, it's kind of like Jack Nicholson doesn't... He doesn't need the award, but he might get it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, how brave of him to play against yeah. type as a woman. But exactly. I don't know. It seems so like so 90s or something to reward a, a cis man for playing a woman. Yeah, I know. But I kind of maybe I'm just very cynical about about the the academy and whatnot but i kind of think that might be what gets it as much as i would also love to see it go to the to um anything from transom comes out of the gunt uh max coink was a phenomenal role for uh for Ronald Jose Jones. <laughs> i don't know why he goes by jose maybe it's so he doesn't <laughs> get confused with ronald man I think what it was is when uh, when he um, when he got his SAG membership, there was already a Ronald Jose I Jones, see. but so he added the quotes to make it different. Yeah, I I'm excited to see who wins this. I think yeah. you basically can't go wrong, but I really hope they don't just give this to Jack Nicholson. I I, I feel you there. All right, let's get on to best supporting actress nominations. Okay. And before I read these, let me read some of the men that I'm going to have to miss out on here because I will random right past them. <laughs> uh, Marlon Corleone is listed. Oh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, weird. Spencer Tracy as Juliet Mann in Matt Woman is listed. <laughs> Matt Woman. <laughs> There's a movie in here called Mickey of the Day. Really good. It's, that's a that was a movie about uh about all the different people who play the Mickey face or the Mickey uh mascot characters in Disney World. Exactly. And the interpersonal struggles between them. Anyway. All right. Here's the nominations for Best Supporting Actress: Meryl Streep as Jane Street. In the <laughs> Louise Code story. Oh, that was really good. I know it was Oscar bait, but I, I I loved it. Yeah, I think in like November, Meryl Streep realized that she hadn't been in anything this year, so she just quickly went and made this like <laughs> you know twenty minute uh you know filmed on a phone kind of video. Yeah, but it ended up being really good. It was phenomenal. What what was it called again? 
the Louise Code story. Story, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was very compelling. She, um, yeah, she, she knew that uh, she wouldn't qualify for the nominations for Mamma Mia two because she was only there for less than five minutes in the film. So, despite being front and center on the all on all promotional posters, <laughs> um, sounds like you are holding a grudge. <laughs> Hey, I watched Mamma Mia last night, and here we go again. Here we go again. That's that's what I always say about it. But um, uh, yeah, uh, this it was a it was a wild stunt, and I think that this might be uh, it might it might get her another one. An even wilder stunt. The next nomination, Anne Streep. Her lesser-known sister, right? Yeah, playing Eleanor Manon in Eve of Eleanor of the Line. Wow! And this is one of those movies where the kind of central character to the story, Eleanor, doesn't really show up until the very end. So there's only right. a few scenes. Anne Streep really didn't have to flex that much uh, acting muscle here, just in right. case, because she's never acted before, and she's like mm-hmm. in her fifties. But she ended up being really good. Yeah, and that's I think that's also where a lot of the, the, the they have a very public rocky relationship, Marilyn Anne, and um, the fact that never acted before played a role that she was only in the movie for about five minutes, just like Meryl did this year, and she got the nom, and Meryl did not for Mamma Mia. It that really that I, I'm going to be interested to see the relationship between them on Oscar night. Are they going to walk the carpet together? Are they are they not? What, what I'm I'm I can't wait. Yeah, I I think drama at the Oscars is what the Academy lives for. So they really had to kind of force these nominations through. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Julie Chaplin as Edgelore's Day. In a <laughs> a Stallound Marison. Yeah, so um <laughs> Edgelore's Day, uh that was uh it was an interesting one. It I I didn't I didn't uh I didn't love the character, but I think it's the kind of character you're supposed to hate. Um Yeah, I did like that Julie Chaplin, great great granddaughter of Charlie Chaplin, uh is carrying his mantle and not speaking in any of her movies. This was not a silent film. <laughs> yeah, she's really sticking it to Una, who is, in fact, a descendant of Charlie Chaplin, who is an actress and has been in many TV shows and whatnot. She she opens her mouth all the time. and That Julie sounds was like, like you're trying to say something about her. <laughs> Julie was like, you know what? This is not what... This is not what great granddaddy Charlie wanted for us. He wanted us to, he wanted us women in Hollywood <laughs> to shut our mouths. Exactly. <laughs> and never speak. Um, and, yeah, I think the Academy will appreciate that Julie knows that that's what Charlie would have wanted and that exactly. she knows her place that way. Exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, so uh, a Stallound Marison. I uh, I saw that one a while ago. That was that was one that was from pretty early this this past year. And I don't. I, I it was uh, it was kind of forgettable to me. Uh, yeah, as far as I remember, this is one of those movies where like. It's hard to really say who was the lead actress and who was the supporting actress. Right. But I think if you don't talk, no matter how much screen time you get in a non-silent film, it's really yeah. hard to name you the the lead actress in a movie. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
even though the the uh, story did kind of completely revolve around Edgelore's day, um, which was her. I, I don't remember the the actual. I know that was kind of like a um, a hacker screen name for for her character, and I don't I don't remember the big reveal of her actual name, but. Um, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, she was a very unlikable character, despite never speaking. Yeah, always wearing, like, a trench coat and a fedora and <laughs> all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I need two more of these. I mean, there are two more of these. <laughs> uh, Jane from Jones as Charles Byrne-n-n-n-n-n-n in oh. The Ellen Barrett. Jane from Jones. Now that's a um it's it's I've never seen um a nomination for um supporting actress where they nominated just an entire girl band. <laughs> yeah, that's uh it's pretty cool that they're getting more open about who can win what award at the right. Oscars. Right, right. Um and it was also it, I mean I understand why they got nominated. They all played one character. Uh it's a it's a four person band and they all kind of they did they employed a bunch of different methods. They did the like, you know, two of them in a trench coat on each other's shoulders. They did the Mary Kate and Ashley in full house where they just said you out. got it dude a lot. <laughs> they said you got it dude constantly. Um that's their and and it was like Partly a reference to Full House, but also partly a reference to their biggest single, You Got It, Dude. Um, mm, and, I didn't uh, even get the reference. I don't listen to a lot of uh, rap. I'm <laughs> or, yeah, they're, they're really trailblazing in that they are a, a four-person girl girl band rap group. Um they, I, I don't either. I've only heard "You Got It, Dude" on the radio, um, and so I think I they were one of those bands song. that, like, originally Disney kind of put them together, and they were right. just going to do like bubblegum pop, and right. they did that for a while, and then they kind of faded away. And once their Disney contract expired, they did what they really wanted to do all along, which they was did gangster what they had rap. To do. Yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah, they kind of. I, I was kind of. I had one eye on them back in the day uh, when I was younger, but. They, yeah, they kind of they kind of lost me. I just yeah, it couldn't really follow along. But I mean, shocking that now they're and they're now they're getting into the film industry and and getting nominated for Oscars. So I mean, good for them. Like that, yeah, good on I mean, them. people thought they'll never break it in music, and it turns out they didn't. They're breaking it in movies instead. Yeah, literally breaking it. They're they're breaking the system left and right. Yeah, the system is just disrupted. What does any girl band want if not to disrupt the system? So, All right, and your final nominee, your final nominee is Susan Brando as Catherine Connie in Anne Us. This is a big year for being related to a, an actually famous person. Yeah, yeah. Um, Susan Brando, Marlon's... Uh, Wife. Wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um she uh she's trying to be like the new helen mirren which is i mean she definitely has the look she's 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 uh regal she's ethereal um yeah i have thought for a while if we do uh get a new helen mirren it should be someone who basically hasn't acted before and is completely right. new to the craft right for sure 
Um, and she she's really uh, she she did really good. Ex- I I kind of think her um, naivete did show a little bit, and she kind of got the nomination just you know a, like a little bit of Hollywood nepotism. But I mean, and and us was was actually one of my favorite films uh, from from this year. It was another um, kind of and us. I think it was <laughs> an adaptation of the TV show This Is Us, but it was yes. like the most popular character Anne, kind of getting yeah. her own run. Yeah, you're yeah exactly. It was a kind of like um, it was a a spinoff movie from about of This Is Us, but it was a and I haven't seen This Is Us, but judging by these titles, I'm guessing the gimmick is that the family's last name is Us. Yeah, no, that is it's it's and it's like entirely a a sitcom about um about the the Us family. A lot of like you know who's on first style mix ups. Yeah. Got and it, got it. Yeah, the, the, every I can see episode, why people like it so much. Yeah, every episode uh, ends with them all at the, the dinner table after all the hijinks of that day, and they just go, well, this is us, I guess. Every Yeah, every week it's a different character that looks straight into the camera, shrugs <laughs> their shoulders, and says, this is us. Yeah, yeah. Um, also not really my cup of tea, but, I mean, this movie kind of totally shifted the shifted the tone and did a kind of like... Um, it's it it almost was a little bit Riverdale esque in a way. It's like taking this very lighthearted source material and making it dark and gritty, and uh, it was it was pretty entertaining. I I I uh, I liked it a lot. It was a I love um I love those kind of like weird genre shifts. So I think this this selection has a lot of uh this award category I should say has a lot of nominations to be excited about. Yeah. Do you have uh, someone you're particularly picking here or rooting for? I know my pick. I know my pick. I really hope Jane from Jones gets it. Uh, they, same here. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? It would be a first. It would be. It would be um, a first in a lot of ways. So I, I really am hoping to see that pull through. They really deserve it. Yeah, I, I hope the whole Oscar system is just thrown, uh, thrown off its rails by this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. All right, shall we get on to best lead actor nominations? All right, yes, yeah. All right, first up, you knew he was going to be nominated. It's Tom Hanks as Mm -hmm. John Spencer in The Spence. (laughs) I'm going to send you a screenshot so you believe that that's real. It's... (laughs) uncanny that it gave me john spencer in the spence, the spence. um yeah it was i mean it, it, it was another tom hanks movie and uh it was it was good it was uh you know i i, it I was don't better think... than like uh than sully i thought yes yeah in in uh, the genre <laughs> of like tom hanks does a prestigious movie just to get nominated for an award yeah yeah um, the Spence. Uh, it was a it was a movie about John Spencer, the um, the morning talk show radio host in the the small town of Pennsylvania. The small town in small town Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, it's the Spence morning show. What's who's his co-host? Um, it's uh, it's a it's a character played by um. I think this is Meryl Streep also having you know another family member trying to get involved. So this was like Daryl Streep as like Chico, <laughs> and it's Chico and the Spence. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. You're right. It is Chico. I was getting confused with um. 
I think early it, it like it kind of goes into his backstory a little bit, and um, he kind of reflects a lot on his first ever radio co-host, who was um, a, a woman whose name was. Um, I can't remember her first name, but her last name was like Dollars or Dollar Hide or something like that. So they were Dollars mm. and Spence, and gotcha. um, it was a much yeah, it was a it was a his defining uh, gig of his career that kind of set him on this path, and now he's in this kind of um, less than desirable radio station. Everything's falling apart. He hates Chico, and they just they don't get along nearly as much as Dollars did. So yeah, I must say, with Tom Hanks getting older, it is nice that we get to see a lot of like past their prime. You know, dealing with aging out of different yeah. careers or passions uh, stories from Tom yeah, Hanks. Exactly, it's my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite trope. Yeah, I think Along uh, with soft dads. Tom Hanks will have some rough competition this year, though. There are two posthumous nominations, two actors in oh. their final ever performance nominated. Okay, all right. First off is Laurence Olivier as sudden, suddenly Holly in The Philadelphia. <laughs> the Philadelphia is so good. Um, it was, I mean, by which I mean, it was a great film. I loved it. Um, I can hear the emotion in your voice. It's, it's a really touching one if you're, especially if you're from the area like we are. Yeah. Um, the Philadelphia, that's what they, that, that's kind of, you know, a reference to what they call people who have lived in Philadelphia all their lives. Um, yeah, I can, I can hear you saying water over there. You must be a Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and suddenly Holly, another AM radio <laughs> This is a big year for shows about audio production and uh, terrestrial radio. Yeah, yeah. Normally, um, the Oscars is kind of like Hollywood pats itself on the back. This year, yeah. it's bizarrely Hollywood pats radio, radio on the on back. The back. <laughs> yeah, suddenly Holly, um, a phenomenal role by Laurence Olivier. Um, so sad that it was his last. Um, it was made years ago and only just made it to screen this year. It was in post-production for decades. There are um, tons actually. of special effects here. Yeah, I have no idea when Laurence Olivier died. But <laughs> Me neither. I'm going to look that up because it was forever it, ago. 1989. Yeah, yeah. It, this, this, um, this movie has been in post-production for absolutely decades. And the director, so, Laurence Olivier directed this himself and his right. directorial touch on it was really visionary where a lot of the decisions made in the movie required effects that we just didn't even have the technology for <laughs> until 2018. Right, so he was like, I'm probably going to die, but you guys just have to wait on it. Like, just fulfill my vision and and make this film happen. You're just going to have to wait until the soonest time you possibly can make all this happen. Yeah, I'm glad it finally did get made at all. I thought some of the uh, big explosion scenes and when like Philadelphia, Philadelphia, as we would say, morphs yeah. into a giant cat and then explodes. I didn't right. even know we yeah. had that kind of technology. I know, I know. It's one of those years where we, yeah, we have movies about a lot of different kinds of, we have movies about the same kind of subject matter, but they're all very, very different. Whereas, so, um, The Spence is about a kind of, you know, heartfelt down story about a down on his luck radio host where this one is like an all out apocalypse film where the only, uh, 
media resource for news and information in this um, terrifying, like cataclysmic event is the local radio station um, run by Suddenly Holly. Yeah, it's wild how these uh, all these radio movies really had different bends where it was like one was a suspense movie one was like a kind of slice of life down on his luck kind of thing it's like while radio is a framing device it wasn't it didn't really speak to what the what the genre of the movie was that you could make such different movies talking about the same uh, basic thing here yeah this is the radio is is coming back and everybody's gonna realize how important it is and how it's never going away exactly it's a universal. Well, it's topic. gonna that movie's going to have to contend with another posthumous uh, production here. That was Robin Williams as oh. Button Jones in Summer. Uh, Button Jones. It was kind of weird when they were like, "Hey, Robin, do you want to do Patch Adams, but just again and yeah, different? we acquired the rights to Patch Adams, and we think you'd be perfect to play it." And he was <laughs> like, "Wait, aren't you the same production company, and aren't I the same guy?" And they were like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, who else would we ask? <laughs> exactly. He was like, what you know was what, the that film makes called sense. Again? Uh, Summer. Summer, yeah. So they kind of tried to, they kind of tried to bury the lead on that one. But you, once you started watching it, you were like, this is, this you realize, is just this is a shot Adams. for shot remake. <laughs> um, yeah, he, I mean, you know. He was still great. He he. Uh, if if maybe he had lost a little bit of enthusiasm for it since he had done it once before, but no, I think I think it was clear this the enthusiasm was there and then some. I mean that's why he's nominated after all. Well, true. Yeah. The next nominee is Jose Chaplin, spelled <laughs> Chap L A N. No no relation. Oh 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 no relation. Of course. Okay. As Samory Spacek in Fred Room. Uh, Samory Spacek. So, um, and the movie was called Fred Room? Yeah, that's right. We've seen movies called Room and movies called The Room. But are you now ready for Fred Room? Fred Room. So, yeah, Fred Room was a kind of, like, um, far future deep space, uh, odyssey. Um, and, uh, it was about, oddly, it was about, um, a far off descendant of Sissy Spacek. I mean, like we said, this is a year for descendants of celebrities in and out of the fiction. Um, Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting that, I mean, while everything else in media besides these original screenplays seem to be nostalgia things or remakes or adaptations of things that already existed, even all of the original screenplays like this just pointed to people who already exist or descendants of them. Yeah, which is like, you know, what what are you going to do? That's what sells, I guess. Exactly. Nostalgia sells, even if it's nostalgia for a descendant of Sissy Spacek, who is now a spaceman (laughs) in a room made of Fred. And your final nomination is Robert DeNorman as... King Hope in Coming to English Marcel. Yeah, so in addition to in addition to radio stories, it was also another big year for King of England stories. Um and this this one <laughs> was this one was a um a kind of story of a of a young a young boy named Marcel who um was taken under the wing of historical King Hope 
the and to be clear robert de norman that is just robert de niro but he changed his name as like an advertising ploy for a right. movie about english kings exactly he changed his name when he came to america um, right. from de niro to de norman for an advertising <laughs> ploy i'm glad he finally came over I know, yeah. He wasn't a citizen for the longest time and he finally got his uh he finally got his citizenship. Yeah, I think uh while king movies are always a hit, especially at the Oscars, I just don't think it's the time for all of these like young king taking the throne movies. Yeah. It's kind of overdone. Yeah, I mean at least at least the radio stories are all like decidedly unique like you you couldn't confuse one for the other this is almost the same situation as howard king in the man of england i i i don't know if either of them are gonna get any um get any uh notoriety for this yeah i do you have a prediction for this category i know i i don't care which of the two but i hope one of the two radio movies wins this one. Oh, for sure um i kind of uh just because i'm not a big action lady i would i i kind of preferred the spence so i i mean you're as putting much your as, dollars on the spence yeah as long as of course tom hanks doesn't necessarily need an oscar in this day and age but it was a good movie. What an appropriate title for a movie that John Spencer would play the Spence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How lucky are we that we had such a great name? <laughs> All right. Now let's move on to the final acting category, and that is lead actress. Your first nominee, I think the studio gave me specific instructions on how to read this one. Okay. Because it there's only one comma in it instead of like... <laughs> person comma role comma title but okay. it still makes sense it All reads right. susan sand girl is Anne ban in <laughs> million and some wow that is phenomenal all the way around um <laughs> Susan Sandgirl was a real breakout of this of this year. Um, I believe she was a feral child that they found <laughs> yeah. at the beach, thus the naming convention. I can't wait to see how they clean her up for the Oscars. Like, how is she even going to handle the red carpet? I have no idea. Yeah, She's like, who, barely if anyone, will she be wearing? Then. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, you know, tattered beach umbrella is her her go to look, but yeah. Million and Some was phenomenal as well. Um, it was kind of, uh, it, it referenced the, um, the the kind of key bit of dialogue in, in the movie where um, the, the kind of caretaker character of Anne Ban, the kind of, you know, older sister mentor who finds her on the beach and then um, tries to kind of integrate her into society. She, they're just sitting there under the stars and she's like, have you ever thought about how many grains of sand are on this beach? And Anne Ban, played by Susan Sandgirl, is just like, hmm, million and some. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that they had a child play like the the straight man character in like a <laughs> in that kind of funny relationship but right, it worked yeah. it worked really well yeah because they kind of positioned the older sister character as more of a or more of a manic pixie dream girl who finds this little girl and is like oh my god i can help her learn to live um she was kind of the the one being poked fun at most mostly um it's 
one of those movies that's beloved by both critics and audiences, I yeah. think. All right, on to the next nominee, and it's a, a big year for child actors, <laughs> uh, especially in the lead actress role, because the next nominee is <laughs> Children Tycoon Wooful as <laughs> Anne Harris in The Life of the Dark. Children Tycoon Wolfel, um, another um, another ensemble <laughs> nomination. Yeah, Children Tycoon, is that, a, I'm not familiar, is it a band? Is it like a sketch group? It's, uh, yeah, it's actually the first, uh, the first child sketch group from UCB. They're trying something new this year. Upright Children's Brigade. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what, that's what I mean. And um, yeah, uh, they... Uh, yeah, they they uh, made their first feature length film this year, and um, it was kind of not as funny as thought it was going to be. In that it was just a pure drama. Life of the Dark was not a comedy, even though it was made by the Upright Children's Brigade. Very <laughs> odd. Yeah, I think they were tired of kind of always being typecast as funny characters, and they yeah. decided to take it in a completely different direction. I mean, yeah. they the movie was written as a comedy, but the way they acted it kind of transformed the meaning of right. the whole thing. Which I think is probably that kind of like, you know, ooh, weird style is what got it the nomination, but it just I, didn't really work for me personally, and I think it didn't work for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies that the Academy didn't even know what to make of it. So they figured, right. ah, let's just throw it a nomination, won't get anywhere, and just, right. you know, end it there. Don't have to yeah. deal with it. Your third, second nominee? Third, yeah. Third nominee. Oh, yeah. There was two children. Your third nominee is Susan Harrison as Marlene Machine in <laughs> The Valet Poster. Susan Harrison was phenomenal in this role. Um, Marlene Machine... What a character. I um, Yeah, half woman, half car. <laughs> yeah. Um uh yeah, the valet poster was actually the um the kind of uh secret studio name for the new Transformers movie. Uh and for some reason it was nominated under that name as well. Um released under one name, addressed by the Academy by another. Um yeah, Marlene Machine, the newest addition to the Transformers pantheon. Yeah, and I think everyone loved this one. They thought, you know, Transformers is one of those series that can't be saved, and oh man, was it. And I'm glad oh, we finally got a, a movie centered around a female Transformer, and that yeah. was Marlene Machine. About time. So, yeah, I, I, ha I, I hadn't seen a Transformers movie in, I don't know, 30 years, and definitely saw this one. Yeah, all right. Next up is... Virginia Washington as Mildred Marrero in Girl. Wow! So this one was this was this was a kind of the the um the mo the the film with the most kind of uh pomp and circumstance around it this year. Um, it was very uh it it was it it made me roll my eyes because it was like Lady Bird. It was yes, like yeah. It was like Moonlight. It was like Boyhood. It's all the same movie of just like. Right. Look at this kind of quirky person growing up. We can't keep doing this, Hollywood. Right. The weirdest thing about this one was that it was actually entirely shot in um, 2008 
And they happened to be shooting on the same kind of suburban street that they were shooting Boyhood on. Like uh, You can see Richard Boyhood. Linklater like yeah. scampering through in the background sometimes. And I, they won't say if it was purposeful or not. Like I, it couldn't have been an accident. But There's we, a lot of like B-roll of Jude Law smoking a cigarette, but he's not even in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very strange and i really don't know what they're getting at um so maybe it just went over my head but um no i didn't yeah, like it either weird. i think this yeah. is just overdone at this point yeah and your final nominee marie walter as purple country in the story of the second um the story of the second uh i uh that was another um that was another one that was made kind of early in the year so it, it's kind of fuzzy to me but i can't forget the the purple country character uh yeah it was kind of was like a, a really obvious stand-in that like purple country kind of referred to people who can vote either way in an election where it's mm, like is purple yeah. country i mean what a what an obvious name but is she gonna vote for uh for donald trump in 2020 is she gonna vote for uh, democratic nominee oprah in 2020 which way is she gonna go yeah 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 well those are your five nominees who do you want to see take this one i think there's a lot of good nominees and one that i didn't really care for um yeah the the uh i honestly can see it going to susan sandgirl I hope she gets it. That's yeah. such a cool story of finding how? a child off, not even off the streets. She was <laughs> off off the streets. Yeah. And how can you imagine her acceptance speech? She won't even know what to do. She won't even know. She doesn't even know many words. She doesn't even know. Yeah. She she doesn't even know what the microphone is. Like she's going to try to like eat the award or like bash somebody's head in with it. I, it's going to be wait. so good no matter yeah. what happens as long as she gets. If she doesn't win, that might also be yeah, just as entertaining but also will she even know what that means does she even know why she's gonna be in this theater on that night it's things like this that make me tune into the oscars every year the the yeah you know there's always one just crazy circus stunt and you can't miss it all right shall we move on to the final two the big prestigious categories here all right your nominees for best director are steven spielberg for lear it's about time Steven Spielberg did a Shakespeare movie. Yeah, and uh, yeah, of course he would do it a kind of like, um, you know, modern adaptation of King Lear, which so easily adapts to um, to modern life. Um, this one was a, a, a kind of modern um, business adaptation. Yeah, it's of which King daughter Lear. is going to inherit controlling interest in the tech company that Lear is the CEO of? Right. Um, it, it was another kind of just like Steven Spielberg Oscar bait movie. It didn't really attract me all that much. Spielberg stepping on the toes of Kenneth Branagh, who directed like six Shakespeare movies, but now Spielberg taking up the mantle. Yeah, well, um, Kenneth Branagh clearly has committed to Agatha Christie at this point. He did uh, Murder on the Orient, Ex- Orient Express last year. And Spielberg was like, all right, guess he's out. Guess he's out of Shakespeare. Time, My time to shine. <laughs> guess he's out i mean once you're out you can't get back in yeah that's what they always say about shakespeare yeah once you quit it you can't re-hit it it. (laughs) it. (laughs) all right your other nominees here hero ford man for the tree of all studian 
Yeah, um, so it, this is uh, actually Harrison Ford's uh, nom de plume when he co- when it, when he. Uh, <laughs> it's <directs>. an anagram. <laughs> Yeah, it is an acronym. <laughs> um, Hero Ford Man. It's spelled a little differently, but you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, this was Harrison Ford um, directing his fir- first film. I don't know. Has he directed before? No, there's no way. Not at least not as Hero Ford Man. Um, this was definitely yeah. This Hero is his Ford first Man's time directing as Hero Ford Man. Exactly. Yeah, um, and the trees of all studian. Uh, it was kind of kind of dry for me. I don't know. Not a big tree guy. Yeah, it this was is a movie all about trees. There's no like metaphorical meaning to the trees. It's just a guy that works on a, a tree farm. Your next nominee was King Brothers for the Star Story. <laughs> the Star Story. Um, that so that that was um the uh... is King Brothers one person or is that like a pair of no, brothers it's a pair of or brothers, many yeah. brothers? It's it's yeah. It used to be a pair of brothers, but then their third brother got in on it this year. Um, I so, see. Yeah, it's it's all three of them going at it this time. Um, gotcha. So things and, directed by just the original two are called are said to be directed by the King Brothers, and this one is directed by King Brothers, like yes. a bunch of them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, right. Got it. And this film, oddly, was the um, the making of A Star Is Born, which A Star Is Born was not nominated in this category, but the the, the making of film was, which was kind of strange. But I mean, it was great. So it's crazy that the movies came out like together that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your next nominee. You've heard of this movie already. This was Alexanin Veal Cortez. For the girl, right? So the girl was that movie. So of of course he got nominated for this. Of course, I'm so mad. This of all these things that would be classic Hollywood Oscar bait, the girl is the one that's like raking it in here. Of course, yeah. It's it's all stunt, no no action. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that was my problem with the girl. It's just one of them, you know, slice of life, slow burn movies, and there's no action. I want someone to die. Yeah. Um, somebody who's not the grandmother on her deathbed. Of course, she's gonna die. Yeah, she's died in all here. these so far. Yeah, and she died in Moonlight when she was shot. <laughs> <laughs> she died in Boyhood of Natural when she Causes. Was shot. <laughs> when she was when she shot, she was beat of by the causes. abusive stepfather. <laughs> yeah, when she was beat by Richard Linklater, <laughs> who was just mad that he was not getting credited for being in the girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Things shit really went down on that street that day. Both uh, both companies showed up to shoot, to, to and they shoot shot. the grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really hope this one doesn't win. But who knows? Probably gonna. Your fourth nominee is Steven Soderbengo for <laughs> Course in the Petter, Petor. See Steven Soderbengo <laughs> in. Uh, what do you course mean? in the petor, p e t p e t t o r. Okay. Um. Uh. This. Yeah. A. Um. A, a, a car racing movie. Obviously. Um. Yeah. Course is for some reason the first thing that came to mind. Obviously, racing cars. It's a. It's a movie about like uh car racing school. So like they're taking courses, but they're also going around courses. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And it was, 
It was pretty decent. Um, Steven Soderbengo's first film as well. A lot of first timers this year. So um, it's kind of anybody's game. Yeah, a lot of first timers and Steven Spielberg doing <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a big test of, of what is the Academy like? Do they, do they like new stuff or just the same shit they've always been given awards to? Well, if I was a betting man, and for these purposes I am, I'm (laughs) probably just going to go with the easy pick here and stay Steven Steven Spielberg with Lear is the favorite to win. I, yeah, I think that probably is true. Um, Or is this where they give the girl uh, a big win? (sighs) I I do wonder if anything, what the girl is going to get an award for is the direction. I mean, that kind of makes sense. So that might be what happens here, though. I do wish that the King brothers would get um, the notoriety they deserve for. Well, um, the King brothers do get that notoriety. King brothers don't. Right. I'm sorry. It's it's so new. I, it's it's hard to remember. Um, I'm 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 working on it. It's like but... the Wachowskis or something. There's plenty of slips of the tongue that way. Yeah. But yeah, I I loved um I loved the making of A Star Is Born. I haven't even seen A Star Is Born, but it was just such a compelling. You don't need to. Of. I yeah, and I mean because it was just uh, it was the the first uh, published clip of Lady Gaga saying there could be a hundred people in a room and ninety nine don't believe in you and one does and it's Bradley Cooper, and, exactly. And, and so I I think that it really deserves it for uh, for getting that one out there first. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's why A Star Is Born didn't get any nominations this year. That because she didn't the story say it of stars or whatever it's called just beat them to the post there they they published first they went to the box office one day before yeah which is very strange (laughs) that it made so much money even though the the end of the movie was clearly like unfinished like just a lot of raw footage and like unedited audio just they they knew they needed to be the first to the post just to get the the sweet noms and they got it all right are you ready for the big category let's do it the most prestigious award in Hollywood, the Oscar for Best Picture. That's not even true, I don't think. I don't know how people think of these <laughs> awards. Anyway, let's see the nominees. First up, Big Paris. Big Paris. So, I yeah, it occurred to me that um, it's... It's pretty strange that of all of the other uh, movies that got nominated this year, none of them were nominated for Best Picture. Uh, well, uh, you don't know what's nominated yet. We're still strange. getting the envelopes. Oh, true. Okay. Be- so Big Paris, um, a kind of takedown piece on, uh, you know, <laughs> Big France. And, yeah, are you uh, in the pocket of Big Paris? I think that was the tagline. It was, yeah. And, um, the yeah, so it was... Uh, it was interesting. It was it was a little a uh, little political and a little kind of like political in a way that like the seems like they didn't really know what they were talking about. <laughs> like they were just using buzzwords and just making some bold claims that weren't really backed up. Yeah, I think uh, maybe I think this one didn't get a Golden Globe nomination because it's not the kind of thing the Hollywood foreign press would like. But right. maybe this is the year that just you know shitting on france is gonna be enough to win an oscar (laughs) yeah your next nominee black paris (laughs) so yeah there were a lot of paris films this year Um, black paris same movie but an all-black cast (laughs) yeah which was 
crazy. Um, and honestly, I liked Black Paris better. It was so much. It was so much newer. So much. Uh, so different. Um, whereas Big Paris comes off as just like a bunch of white people whining about how much money they don't have, whereas Black Paris actually was a compelling story of. Uh, of a minority group it was it was yeah the minority group was the one percenters of france it was kind of shot from the (laughs) other end and it was like this is supposed to be like the french like aristocracy slash oligarchy like they're kind of faceless in big paris and then black paris kind of transforms the whole meaning of that one and says oh my god this was you know cranky old white people just complaining that black people have money none of this had anything to do with france at all right and it's honestly shocking that they were both nominated. Like, th- that is unheard of. You would of. think the creation of this movie would ruin the other movie. Right, right. So, yeah, if if Big Paris wins, we can all just give up. That's the, then there's there's no hope for uh, the for the Academy. Yeah, imagine but, what a step back that would be for the right. Academy. All right, next nominee is Siri. So yeah, this uh, this was a a, bi- a day in the life biopic about the life of Siri. It's kind of like her. Yeah, but instead of like the actual human companion being the main character, the main character was Siri herself. Um, yeah, what's what does Siri think? What is Siri yeah. interested in? It's not like how does this human relate to Siri. I bet people in your office had a lot to say about this movie. Did you guys all go, like, see it together? Um, Yeah, well, the students did. Some of the staff were actually consultants on this movie. Oh, wow. It was a very well-researched movie. They made sure to really, uh, really nail any kind of human interactions with uh, intelligent personal assistants here. So, yeah, do you guys, do you have any, do you have any dirt on it? Do you have any, like, tidbits from production? Yeah, uh, Siri's a bitch to work with. Oh, uh, no! Yeah, uh, no one likes to hear that, but she oh. just constantly talks badly about the cast and crew, very high oh. maintenance. Uh, she'll Come film, on. like, three or four scenes, then just go back to her trailer. She comes off as, like, such a Hollywood sweetheart. That's so disappointing. Yeah, oh, after a while of asking her uh, things or get trying to get her to give you different lines, she just hits you with the, I'm sorry, I don't know that one. That sort of thing. Ugh. <laughs> oh, man, that is so disappointing. I was such a big fan, but you know, you never know. <laughs> never meet your heroes. Uh, I was going to say the Never same have thing. your academic superiors meet your heroes. Yeah. All right. Well, two more nominees for Best Picture. Next up is American High. A high school movie. Uh, yeah, I. it was t- a ton of fun, I have to say. Um, shocked that it, that, that it was deemed big picture whoa <laughs> best picture material what if they called it big picture <laughs> big picture <laughs> um yeah it was just kind of like a it was like a john hughes movie but today and there was not even anything really special about it yeah i think this was just like hollywood yearning for a simpler time when like yeah. everyone just like enjoyed movies and didn't have to think about them too much yeah yeah um, so I, I really will be shocked if this one wins. I think it just kind of got a pity nom, really. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think you're right. It's just the, I think Hollywood likes doing that these days where they put up one, uh, kind of just popular movie that wasn't Oscar bait at all, just to like give yeah. a nod to the people. Yeah. All right. And your final nominee is Godfathers. <laughs> 
Godfathers. Um, it's the reboot. It's the reboot, but it so it it's it's another movie that John C. Riley and Will Ferrell have made this year. Um, that's kind of like you know it's beloved characters, but them being goofy and like about it instead, kind of like the Sherlock Holmes movie that they made this year. But it's them in the Godfather, but it's just like a total comedy vehicle. I keep saying vehicle. A yeah, lot. there's a scene where John C. Riley's like delivering a big monologue about being a mobster and in the background if you don't look over you don't even notice it but normally someone in your theater starts laughing and you see what's going on will farrell is just eating cannoli after cannoli <laughs> how they film this scene i don't know because he ate so many cannolis it was just a single shot no cuts yeah and they so like in in the scene where um uh, somebody's hand gets stabbed on a bar with a steak knife that that happens and the guy whose hand gets stabbed he he just does this whole like he goes on for like two minutes while everyone's staring at him just going like fuck that really hurt <laughs> god that that really hurt and everybody's just staring at him and and they just let him go on and it's like all right we've seen this bit before the same way as in The Godfather when, like, anytime someone's about to die, they foreshadow it with, like, oranges on a desk or, mm-hmm, like, in a bowl yeah. or whatever. Well, in this, every time someone's going to die, John C. Riley's character is the one that does all the killing. And Will right. Farrell's kind of uh, hesitant to be a violent mobster. So he's just kind of juggling oranges when this is all happening, <laughs> trying to kind of distract <laughs> himself and everyone else. Right. He he kind of plays the Michael Corleone character who just came back from instead of he having just come back from the army, he just came back from clown school and he really just wants to go straight and be a clown, but everyone's pressuring him he to be part of the family. He keeps saying it's 20 mime T and no one knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I wonder if they're going to do Godfathers too. Do you think that and and who would they cast as the uh the young um like the the young version of um of John C Riley in the in the backstory? <laughs> no, I think this time they go with they it's an all female cast and it's godmothers. Oh. oh, oh yeah, I'm down for that. Man, I can't wait for godmothers. And it's, you know, Melissa McCartney and Melissa McCarthy even. <laughs> Both of them. Linda McCartney. <laughs> Linda McCartney and Melissa McCarthy. That's yeah. it. That's them. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's them. Uh, <laughs> that's going to yeah. be the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to drop that poster for us, I would love to see it. Um, uh, yeah, so who do you think is going to win this, this year? Well, I'm very glad that the girl was not nominated for this yeah, mo- for this that category. Yeah, too much, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you have to give it to Black Paris, being able to yeah. not only make a really compelling movie in its own right, but make a movie that changes the meaning of a completely different movie. It's really astounding. Right. And I think, um, I, I kind of think, like, Black Paris definitely deserves the win, but if it doesn't, I think it's probably going to be Siri. Yeah, that would be cool to see Siri win. Um, I'm afraid that if Black Paris doesn't win, it's because the Academy really missed their mark here and it's right. Big Paris winning. Oh, yeah, I guess I guess that probably... It's just so hard to conceive of that happening, but, you know, it's it's we're not out of the weeds yet. Yeah, uh, let's... 
hope for the best and prepare for the worst this Oscar yeah. season, as we do every Oscar season. Yeah, so we'll we'll be live tweeting Oscars night and see if our predictions were were correct. I can't um, imagine we got anything wrong here. I I know we have our finger on the pulse of film, so uh, yeah, I, I, I we're we're definitely dead on. And if we if we don't if we get anything wrong, we owe you all fifty dollars individually. Uh, so. I'm not holding myself to that one. You don't have to. It's it's coming from the sponsors. Uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> let's take a moment to talk about Casper mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Casper mattresses. You willing to give five people fifty dollars on Oscar night? <laughs> yeah, it's a can't lose bet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that was, that was phenomenal. Um, I, I can't wait for Oscars night now to see how it all pans out, but, um, really good game, really good RNN output. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was really happy with everything that came out of this one. And of course the tool I used was text gen RNN, um, to generate the data sets. I just went over to Wikipedia and found the list of Oscar nice. nominated movies and awesome. actors and actresses and all that. Well, yep. yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, so um, we uh, we have an email address, and clearly somebody's used it. So uh, if you would like to also use it, clearly it someone is, listens to the end. It was it is robots at batcamp.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at robot typewriter, and you can also find us on Facebook. Robots on typewriters is what we are on Facebook, and um, we live in a website called Batcamp. That's batcamp.org and across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is at Batcamp site. And our theme song is Video Challenge by Anna Monaguchi. Yeah, I was going to say, what was your what was your favorite movie of twenty of 2018, even though it might not have been on this list, but what, what, what was your favorite film? Yeah, it's not exactly an Oscar movie, but I really enjoyed Scots of Jazz. Ooh, Scots of Jazz was so good. It was about um, Scott Joplin. Scottish not. people in general. <laughs> Scott T. McCreary, who I believe is a country artist. Nice, Maybe. I'll go with it. Yeah, I didn't even know for Scots, for some of the Scots of jazz, I didn't even know you could play jazz on a bagpipe. I know, but they, I mean, they do it. That's the magic of that movie, so. Exactly, yeah, go check it out. Just kind of went for it, and um, it was it was all kind of like, even though it was only two years in the future, one year in the future. Do you know in my head this whole time I've been talking, I was like, wow, 2020 is five years away. I was wondering what you were even getting at. <laughs> I thought it was like kind of just a joke on purpose, but. <laughs> I am out of my mind. I'm not even going to finish that one because I don't know what year it is. It was uh, unlike whatever that that book by whoever that lady is that we oh, had to God, read in no high one ever, No one even knows what you're about to reference. I don't even know what I'm about to reference, but it was... A, I know what you're saying, that weird farm <laughs> book. Yeah, it was like... It's not um, even like a well-known book. Is it not? It's not. Oh, wow. Why, why right? did we read that book? Um, yeah. yeah, unlike that farm adaptation of King Lear, this one... <laughs> now people are like, what are they even talking about? 